this year there will be there or right now you've probably already seen the ads and everything there are people uh, there are um, weight loss programs gyms fitness equipment this is their time of the year this is when uh, people like you and I we get on this reset mode and we start making these resolutions and things motivational speakers it's their time of the year when they are speaking to people, they're selling their books, and and they're they're going to be talking about this next this next week throughout this next month about how this uh, this this year 2023 it'll be your best year, it's your year, and there are many people here today that will listen to those people and those conversations and those ads. And there are many people here today, uh, all throughout this month. You may be watching online. You may be watching. Uh, you may be here today, but watch another message of some someone else speaking uh, throughout this month. And people that sit through New Year's church services and series, and you've heard this similar dialogue from the pulpit. Yet you sit here and you heard it. You feel like you heard it last year. And you heard it the year before last. Anybody ever been there, but you felt like it's the same as all other years? You're like, I thought this was supposed to be a great year, but it turned out to be a, just a dull year, a not-so-good year. We've all been there, and so often we begin the new year with such high expectation. We go out and we have a new journal and we get a fresh calendar and we have a new Bible uh, and we get on a reading plan. We print it out and we, we go through and we say on uh, every day, I'm going to wake up at five o'clock and I'm going to pray. And we set time aside and we, and we, we, we start it out with such high expectations and hopes. And we started it with great just expectation, but by the end of the year, has anybody ever been there? You look back and it's kind of disappointing. You've kind of felt like you've let yourself down, the Lord down, your family down. And uh, it, it's, it's just, it turns out that all those things just kind of passed you by. But today, I want to give us three things that you must know if you want anything new to happen in your life this coming year. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, this famous passage of scripture that says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Anyone in the building this morning wants God to do something new in your life? Anybody in here? It said, now it shall spring forth. He said, I will do a new thing, and this thing that I'm talking about shall spring forth. Now, he said, it's in the now. I think that's a, that's a, that's a key word to write down today, now. Because some things in life, how many of you know you've got to wait for? And then there are some things in your life that are like suddenlies. They happen now. He says now, like you will be able to see it. You're, it's it's going to happen in your day. You will not have to wait on it. Then he says, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, the beast of the field, they will honor me because I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen people. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. The first thing that I want you to get in your mind and in your notes today is that God doesn't always show up looking like God. 
There will be times this year when God shows up and it's not the way you thought it should or would happen. Can I get an amen? God doesn't always show up looking like God. He said, I'm going to do a new thing, but the new thing is not the issue. He said, the issue is, will you even recognize it? He said, uh, in verse 19, he said, shall you not know it? Shall you even know it whenever I'm standing in front of you? Will you even recognize this year when I'm trying to do something for you and in you and through you? He, he goes right in and he addresses the problem because he knows that God doesn't always show up looking like God or like we think he should show up. God doesn't always show up with angels. He doesn't always show up like in the movies with, with, with a smoke machine and, and a fog coming up. He doesn't always come, up with, come out looking flowy hair and his sash and with glitter dust everywhere. There isn't always a clap of thunder when God comes, but God often shows up and we miss it because it's not the way we thought it was going to look. Did you know that there are Jews all throughout the day, all throughout the week, all throughout the year that are praying at the wailing wall right now? They are praying and they are waiting, they are awaiting for the Messiah to come. Why are they there? Because he came and they didn't recognize it. He came, but they did not recognize it. They are still looking for the arrival of the one that has already come, that has already gone, and the one that has already purchased their salvation by his blood. But they are still waiting for him to come. It wasn't that God was not doing something. The problem was that God was doing something, but they did not see it when he did it. Because we just got through the Christmas season, and we re, we've, I don't want to rehash all of it, but we know that when the Messiah was born, he was born in a lowly manger. But we also know that a king usually comes with pomp and circumstance. A king usually comes uh, in, a, in a parade. There's usually a ceremony. There's usually a band. There's usually flags. There's usually uh, all of the garb and everything and carriages. But, but he came in none of those ways. He did not show up like they thought the Messiah should. He didn't look like they thought he should have looked, so they overlooked him. He said, he said, I want to do a new thing in you, but a key to me doing a new thing is for you to recognize that I'm trying to do a new thing in you, for you to actually recognize I am doing it. That's why this year the church has got to be alert. The church has got to be watchful. The church has to have her eyes opened up and her ear in tune with his voice because you never know what look what doesn't look like the normal it doesn't look traditional but God may be trying to do a new thing that sets you on fire your house on fire and your entire city on fire can I get an amen I've been around a lot of smart people in my life I've sat through uh, college courses and theology and it amazes me that I will sit and I will listen to some very, very smart people. But then I watch them. I remember being in college and I, I went to church with some of those professors. And they would talk about the spirit and they would talk about worship. But I looked at them in church 
and they look sour. Just stoic. Wouldn't raise a pinky. And sometimes I've come to realize that it's not always what you know, but it's who you really know. And sometimes you can know so much about a thing. And if something happens outside of what you know, you don't even believe it. And I've watched as some of the smartest people I know sit in services and they can't engage because it doesn't look exactly like they thought it was going to look. And some of the smartest people, theologians I know, will miss a move of God because it doesn't fit in their box. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss what God is doing because I've never seen it before. He said, I'll do a new thing. He said, I will do a new thing because this year God is going to bring opportunities and open doors for you. But the key is going to be for you to understand that God is there and he's giving you an opportunity. And you need to understand that these opportunities may just have a shelf life. They may have an expiration date. Your opportunity may not last forever. And if you miss it, it may not come again. If you miss God today, today is over. You, I do not get back today, it's gone. And I love the story of Jesus when he's walking in Jericho, he's walking through Jericho, and he's walking out of Jericho, and he walked through the crowded city, through the streets, and nobody stopped him. And all of these people watched Jesus. They watched an opportunity pass them by. But as he was leaving the gates, there was one crazy man, Bartimaeus, that was that as Jesus was leaving, he shouted out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy mercy on me and everyone turned around and hushed him and you need to understand this year that as soon as you begin to separate yourself from the crowd there will be people that will turn on you and try to get you to miss your moment can I get an amen as soon as you speak out for the Lord, there will be people there to hush you. Sometimes, there will be many times this year where you've got to learn to separate yourself from people that love mediocrity. People that love the normal. People that love the status quo. Why? Because in this hour, there is a remnant that God is rising up and this remnant realizes that God is about to pass by and I will not miss it. I will not miss it. We will cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. I've realized this. You need to get this. The people that tell you to hush, they want what you're about to get, but they don't want to do what you're about to do. They want the blessing, but they don't want to do what you got to do to get it. So shh. You gonna save how many people this year? Shh. What? You gonna see a miracle this year? Shh, don't even talk about it. They want what you're about to get, but they don't wanna have to do what you're about to do. But God is about to do a 
new thing. And he's looking for a people. He is looking for a church. He is looking for a bride that will not let this moment pass them by. Is there anybody in the house this morning that will say, my eyes are going to be open this year. My ears are going to be anybody. And I will not let this moment pass me by this year. I will not miss a moment with the Lord. Get this. Opportunity must be fertilized by your actions. An opportunity is simply an opportunity if you don't act on it. When opportunity comes knocking, you've got to go to the door this year. Reactions are nothing. Reactions are useless unless it moves you into an action. We see people reacting all the time. Anybody can react. But can you do something to change it? This year will not be kind to the lazy Christian. I said this year will not be kind to the lazy Christian. We've reacted for years on social media but have had little action. Actions are nothing unless it moves you into an action. And when opportunity comes knocking, you've got to get up and go to the door. Doors have great significance all throughout Scripture. One of those uh, things is, is that it is symbolic of communication. Doors are symbolic of agreement. And when a door opens, it actually means that you've been in communication with the Lord. It means that you are coming into an agreement for what is the next thing in your life. But this is not the year for the status quo. This is not the year for the lazy Christian. Because there's going to be some opportunities that you are going to have to recognize. There will be some doors that are about to open that God wants you to get up and go through. But before the next level is revealed to you, you got to recognize it. And every day that you are alive, I don't know if you know this or not, but you are are literally walking through spiritual doors that we are not even recognizing. Opportunity after opportunity. Every day you're coming in contact with people. You see them as people, but God sees them as a door to get you into your next. God sees them as an opportunity for the harvest. Some doors have keys. Some doors have a handle. Some doors like this door, you've got to push it. Some doors, you have to have a combination. Some doors, you've got to have a fob and swipe it. But this year when I was praying, I heard the Lord say, this is going to be a season of automatic doors. But what is that, Lord? The automatic door, it's a door that opens because of your presence. You want the door to open? Go stand in front of the door. Whenever you walk up to a department store, you walk up to Target, you walk up to Hobby Lobby down the road, and when it senses your presence, when it senses your activity, when it senses that you are in the right proximity, the door opens. And in the spirit... God is looking for people to get into the right proximity this year. He wants to feel your presence because your presence has the ability to open a door for you. 
It's an automatic door. See, some of you, the door is not opening because you are living too far away. Woo, I wish I had somebody to shout me down right now. The door is not opening because you are living outside of the proximity. You are living too far away. Your prayer life is too far away. Your worship is too far away. And so many times we get so sick and tired of going to church and hearing these New Year's services about what God is about to do. And there's about to be a door open for you. And it's a new season. And it's a new day. And we get tired. And all of a sudden, because we're like, none of that happens to me. And we sit there and we label the messenger as a false prophet. But the problem is, it's not in the messenger. The problem is you're living too far away. Your worship is too far away. Your prayer life is too far away. Your servant's heart has left the building five years ago. Your giving, your tithing is too far away, but you continue to get in and out of church because you're just tired of life and you get tired of church because nothing good is happening. But the problem is you are living too far away and you need to get into his presence so your presence can open the door. Oh, that's good, preacher. I have a garage door opener. I can click it all I want to. This, this goes to my house. Nothing's happening. At least it better not be. <laughs> Nothing's happening. The battery's good. It looks like an opener. It looks like the part. You got your new dress on. You looking good today. Starting off right. It looks good. It's not the battery. It's not the make. It was made in China, but that's not the problem. It works, but the battery's no good. The problem is, it's just too far away from the door to open it. But as I turn on my street, as I get to my mailbox, as my proximity gets closer to the door, that thing begins to open. And in, and then in this year, 23, God is calling the church to get in proximity. He's calling the church. This year, you're going to get your worship a little closer. This year, you're going to get your prayer a little closer. This year, you're going to get your giving just a little closer. This year, you're going to start serving just a little closer. Why? Because I'm trying to do a new thing, but you've got to get in proximity to it. If you are looking for a new thing this year, you need to know, number one, will you even notice it's him? Because God doesn't always show up looking like God. Number two, you need to know this. When God gives you a promise, he doesn't need man's permission. Aren't you so thankful that God doesn't need a man's permission to bless you? Aren't you so thankful that God doesn't need a man's permission? He doesn't need an organization to sign off on it before you can save souls. 
He just needs somebody to get in proximity. There will be times when God gives you a new thing, your next, a vision, where you've heard the promise. It's like you can see it, you've written it down, he's spoken it to you, you know it was the Lord. But guess what? There will be no support there for it. You won't have financial support. You will not have emotional support. Your family will not support it. Your friends will think you are crazy. Jesus went back to his hometown. Even people in his hometown did not believe him. You're not who you think you are. You are not the Messiah. You're just a carpenter's son. What are you doing sitting here? I heard what you said that that, that God has called you to, but that's not you. But when God gives you a promise, you have to go into it without support and even despite of some people. You've got to. When God gives you a promise, you will have to go into it without support and despite of some people in your life this year. That means you have to keep holding on when no one is pulling for you. That means you've got to keep holding on when everybody else wants you to fail. Can I get it, amen? That means, that means you have to keep holding on every time somebody knocks the stool out from under you. You've got to keep holding on this year. The word tells us that Noah, all Noah had was a word from God. And the crazy man went out and built an ark. He held on. When everybody else laughed at him, he held on to the word. When everybody else was mocking him, he held on to the word. Listen, people will mock you when you start obeying God. Get used to it. When you start obeying the Lord, people will mock you. Can I get an amen? They'll want to come and live in that thing you just built. But they'll mock you while it's happening. They mocked him. This man is building a boat and no one has ever seen a raindrop. And in spite of all the gossip, in spite of all the slander and the talk, in spite of everyone else wanting him to fail, he just kept building and preaching. It's going to rain. He kept hammering. I'm telling you, it's about to rain. He kept building and building and hammering and hammering. And he kept preaching the word. It's going to rain. Is there anybody in the house that can say, this year, I don't need the approval of man this year. I don't need a pat on my back this year. I'm not serving a man. I'm not serving the church. I'm serving the God of the church. I'm not serving in church to be seen, but I'm serving in, I'm serving in church to minister unto my Lord. But when God speaks, I will believe it this year and I will do it. Say this with me. This year, no enemy will stop me. This year, no enemy will stop me. I want you to say it like you mean it this time. Say, this year, no enemy will stop me. The word says that he will make your enemies like a footstool. You know what a footstool is? You prop your feet up on it. You know what a footstool does? It's like a step that allows you to get to a place you could not get to until you had the step. Be like Richard Simmons up in here. We're going to sweat to the oldies this year. Why? Because God is about to make your enemy a footstool. 
and the place you could not get to before. You are about to get to because God is about to strike down some people that wanted you dead last year. He's about to mow down some organizations that wanted to call you to quit. But God is about to make them your footstool so you can get somewhere else. You got an Emmy this year? Just say thank you because God is about to use you to get me to a new place. When we say the enemy is under our feet, that means that he is our footstool and we are advancing without the permission of man. I know somebody many years ago. You can't be singing that. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Don't be singing that stuff in here. That's not theologically correct. No. The word said, he will make him my footstool. And whatever my feet land upon is mine. So everything that he tried to steal from me is mine today. See, no, no, no. See, no, no. It is correct. The devil is under your feet because God is about to make the enemy your footstool. He's under your feet today. If you're looking for a new thing this year, you need to know. One, will you even notice him? Because God doesn't always show up like God. Number two, if he's going to do a new thing in your life, you need to know he doesn't need anybody's permission. And number three, you need to understand God rarely operates inside the system. He rarely operates inside of the system. He was rejected from the very beginning. There was no room for him in the end. He was outside of the system. He was rejected from the system. So God made his own system. It's called the system of the kingdom. If you feel like you're outside of the system, anybody ever felt like you're outside of the system? Nobody knows you. Nobody wants you. Everyone wants to kill your dreams. I just want to give you a word of hope today. Hold on because you may just be what God is looking for this year. Band, help me out. God is a God that works outside of the system. Little David, he was outside of the system. They did not even call him to stand inside the system, inside the house, to even line up, to even be considered. Why? Because he was outside of the system. Samuel said, none of these are it. Do you have any other sons? And his father said, yes, but, but, but he, he didn't come in. He, you know, he's just, he's really just not in the system. He did not, he didn't, we, we, we didn't let him in today. Samuel said, go get that little boy. And whenever he walked in, Samuel looked at him and he got his horn of oil out. And whenever he poured it out, the oil began to fall on his head. And guess what happened? Guess what? Samuel didn't say, brothers, can you turn your back? I'm about to, no, no. Guess what happened? The brothers had to stand, the brothers inside of the system had to stand there and watch as somebody outside of the system got new oil released on their life. I just want to tell you, don't be surprised when God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies this year. They wanted you to go down. 
Now they've got to watch God pull you back up. Jesus healed on Sundays. It was outside of the system. John the Baptist, he was outside of the system. His hair was crazy. His clothes were crazy. He was outside of the system. He was a man on fire. He went into the wilderness with honey and locusts and he stirred up a revival outside of the synagogue. He was outside the system. And I just want to remind you today, you may have been rejected by systems of this world, but there is room for you in the system of heaven. Can I get an amen this morning? Somebody needs to praise God this morning that they did not let you in their clique. Somebody needs to praise God that they rejected you by the crowd. Thank God those group of people would not let you in. Thank God that organization did not let you do what they what you asked them to do. Thank God they did not let you take root there. Thank God they deleted you from Facebook. Thank God they blocked you because if they didn't block you, they may have blocked what God had for you. Block me all you want to. The Lord is fighting for me. Anybody feel that today? The Lord is fighting for me. If you're looking for a new thing this year, you need to know, number one, will you even notice it? Because God doesn't always show up looking like God. Number two, if he's going to do a new thing, he doesn't have to have anybody's permission this year. And number three, God rarely operates inside the system. Come on, would you stand with me this morning? Lord, right now, Lord, we want you to do a new thing today. Lord, we want you to do a new thing today. So many times when God starts doing new things, we Christians back up. I've never felt that before. I don't know if I want to go there. I've never, I lifted my hand today and woo, I just felt like something, I don't, I don't know if I want to go there. I don't, I've never felt it. It's a new thing for me. And so many times when we hear about what God is doing across the world, even people inside of the church will start to doubt it because we've never seen it. Amen? I don't know if that can happen. But he said, I want to do a new thing. I want to do something inside of you that your family has never seen before. I want to do something new inside of your church that the city that you're in has never seen before. Can I get an amen today? He said, but this year, you got to know it. You've got to be so alert. You've got to be so ready that whenever he comes, I want it. Whenever you see the devil coming, no, no, you're not getting in. You've got to be ready this year. You've got to be ready knowing, Lord, it's a new thing. Lord, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about tradition. I'm not, I'm not so hung up on it that I'm going to miss what you want to do. Lord, I'm not so hung up on what you did last year that I'm not going to let you do anything this year. He said, I want to do a new thing. But you've got to get in proximity. You've got to get in his presence so your presence can open the door.
I don't know about you. But whenever I walk in a room, I don't care what people say about me. I don't care if they talk about what I'm wearing. I don't care if they say, hey, that's that preacher at Legacy. I don't care what they say. But whenever I walk into a room, I want demons to start talking. Say, woo, you better get out of the way. Why? Because my presence has been in his presence. And now my presence can scare demons away. God wants to use you this year, but you've got to get your presence into his presence. So whenever you are standing in front of an opportunity, it slides open for you.